0: Hi! You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down, so let's dive in.
1: Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we are excited to wrap up our series "Problems with Christians" today. And before we do that, we want to say hey to James Ross, Lead Pastor at Church on Bay Shore, joining us today as all, well almost always. Like you miss like one, but you know, yeah, occasionally,
0: no, occasionally,
1: occasionally yeah. yeah. Hey, it's all right. How you doing?
0: I'm good. How yeah. was Thanksgiving? It was good, yeah. We we had a pretty chill Thanksgiving mm. this year. Canada. That sounds like a dream. Go anywhere, do much, hung out. Had a had a lot of fun, worked around the house, you know. What's your favorite
1: Thanksgiving food? Besides like turkey? Because that's usually not everybody's favorite, but it's yeah, what we eat. So.
0: Yeah. Uh Christian makes a really great uh uh <laughs> So good you can't stu- what what is it called? Stuffing dressing? No, it's a uh, pecan and Sweet potato casserole,
1: pecan no. pie.
0: No, yeah, sweet potato casserole. Okay, good. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm like, wait, what is that thing called? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. I love it's that. It's very good. And that's then I, I'm good. a, I'm a, I'm a meats guy. So you yeah. know, I get the meat sweats. You know, so <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know what that means, but anyway. Yes. How was your Thanksgiving, was, buddy? What, what did good. you eat? We,
1: uh, well, we, you know, normal Thanksgiving stuff. My favorite is dressing, not stuffing, but dressing
0: uh it's so good is there a difference between dressing and stuffing? there
1: is and i can't like i don't know it's like a southern thing it is like Hmm. dressing i think of uh uh stuffing excuse me like stovetop stuffing like that's fine but dressing is like the good stuff
0: gravy gravy christy doesn't like gravy put gravy on anything is there a difference between dressing and dress in Dressing, yeah, it's dressing. It is specifically
1: the difference is the amount of butter. (laughs) (laughs) The dressing is a lot more butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was good, and we just have so much to be thankful for. We do, but. Yeah. We're rolling right into we're Christmas. We're rolling right into Christmas just because it's like a freight train.
0: So yeah. And we're going to roll into Christmas next week. Yeah. With so, Talk, next right? week,
1: rolling into Christmas with Boggy Talk, we're going to uh, do uh, a three week uh, series on Christmas called Making Fun of Christmas, Ooh. which sounds Ooh. terrible because how can you make fun of Christmas? Yeah. But we're really kind of going to make fun of us and the things that we do mm. about Christmas. Mm. That I that's why I have a lot of people interested. We, we, this is a sponsorship opportunity for yeah. you. Yeah. Hey, if you want to sponsor Boggy Talk, uh, now would be a great hey, opportunity what, but what what would we do with the uh we would uh get cool mugs <laughs> and, okay. and some boggy talk swag you okay. know maybe a boggy talk hoodie okay. we could put a sign behind us with and like, um that's what we would buy with it that's what we'd buy and then we would uh we could we would use the money to advertise how about that we could we could do some ads I don't know like mm, you know social media but would I don't, that- would that change us? It could change us. It could it could go to our heads. You know. You yeah. know that sponsorship sponsorship level of fifty dollars
0: uh, a year. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where like people go wrong. You know, where they kind of like start out like with this great desire to do something cool, good, you know, whatever, and then like the money like changes.
1: Them. Money changes everything for people you know just listening again to the, the rise and fall of mars mm, hill and you wonder mm, like mm. that in that culture and in so many other churches ministries and then just individuals not you know i think i think st- the line gets kind of blurred. yeah because it world. just is hard you know it is the roots root of so many types of evil and uh yeah so yeah. it's well. sp- the well, love of money yeah the love yeah, of money yeah, well, yeah. So, yes that's, yeah of, of course But part Thanks.
0: of the reason is kind of what we're talking about today yes right? because uh the problem
1: we're talking about today is christians being transactional and uh you know kind of what we're saying with that is like there is this mentality of like hey i do for you you do for me uh-huh. i give you give we scratch each other's backs we help each other <laughs> uh, and really that's what um that's what that's what transactional is yeah. it's this like hey our relationship is built on you do this i do
0: this so mm-hmm. uh why are we like this yeah well i think you know that certainly is a valid criticism of christianity you know mm-hmm. of of the church of ministry of the subculture whatever um and i i certainly think that we have seen leaders who um for whatever reason, get to a point where they begin to see people as a means mm-hmm. and not as the end. Yeah, you know, I mean, Jesus is the end to be spiritual, but as long as we're on this earth, it's it's what Jesus is doing in people's life that is the end. And I think that, you know, you use the rise and fall Mars Hill, which is just like an easy target. Right. Uh, but- yeah, certainly we see lots of leaders on big scales, smaller scales, um, different genres of, of of business just begin to see people as the means, you know, to their end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this isn't like a big church, small church thing. This is like an every Christian right. kind of thing and how we can live. And I think the root is, um, you know— well, the root's sin, selfishness, mm-hmm. uh, but... That was deep, Justin. That was, you know, the root of everything is just sin, which yeah, uh, is true. But, true. Uh, but really, it's this desire that... And I think... I I don't know that people necessarily always start off with that desire. I think it just, like you, we've said earlier, it kind of can creep in and then yeah. it kind of overtakes people of like, hey, I I am using you to get what, what I, I want, can get. Right? Yeah, get what yeah. I want. I want to look... Good, that's what I'm going to use you for. I want to, you can give me something, you support me in this way. I can, mm-hmm. being around you, being associated with you helps me look better. Yeah. Uh, and really, you know, as we talk about what this looks like in relationships, I would I would just say that really, uh, this is really rooted in uh A transactional faith, like in our transactional Mm, faith, mm. uh, if we view God as someone that we perform for, that if I do this for God, he has to do this for me, uh, that's going to translate into relationships as Mm, well.
0: mm. Yeah, that, that, uh, man, there's so much you can unpack there. Unpack. Um, Yeah, well, I think, you know, you start with some people. So let's just say there are people who are transactional, right? In their their faith. We're talking about mm-hmm. problems with Christians. We're not right. talking about the world. We might hit on that a little bit, but we're talking about our, our our peeps. You know, our do people still say that peeps? Peeps. I don't think so. That was like a twenty years ago. I thing, think right? uh, if our ago. kids
1: heard us say that, they would say, like, oh, you're so." They wouldn't say lame because they don't say that anymore. You're
0: so. That Whatever was like the all is. the pastors who didn't even make it as long as Mark Driscoll. <laughs> that's they right. called people peeps. What's up, peeps? Yeah, and they nah, were like oof. transactional, and that's so why weird. they called them Yeah, that, that's right? right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my peeps. Yeah, yeah that's right. yeah, yeah. All oh, my my tweets and my peeps. But anyway, <laughs> um, golly. man. Uh, yeah, so so I think that some people grow up in an unhealthy environment where mm. even as a child you're viewed as transactional to your parents. Um, And, you know, man, this is where like, I, I, I know that this isn't everybody's desire, but your children begin to see that you view like them succeeding in sports or academics as something that builds your ego. Like they begin to see that, you know, they get, they get wise to that and they may not be able to articulate yeah, that. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously there's even extreme healthy, unhealthy ends where, you know, parents just take, take, take from their children, you know, and um, us being in foster care and adoption, you know, we certainly, we we have dealt with some of the ramifications of that in children's lives. So uh, I, I think that, you know, a lot of this is a learned behavior. Um, and then in addition to that, I just think our culture and we've talked about this a lot is like trying to say, Hey, here's what you should be. Mm-hmm. And when our b- identity begins to be tied to what you should be, and that's not just kind of like happening effortlessly or mm-hmm. quickly, we begin to say, okay, if I can, if I can use people, and I'm not saying we're consciously even thinking mm-hmm. this, if I can use people, then I can get there quicker.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in terms of leadership, there's this image of like what we think we want to be. And I, I think what happens is that um, in our pure motives, like we want to advance the kingdom and build the kingdom. But then in our flesh, we're like, but I want to look awesome doing it. (laughs) And so, uh, and that's, we want to, you know, turn away from that. And I think what happens a lot of times with leaders is that we are trying to prop ourselves up. And we're not, like you said, like we're not secure in our identity in Christ. And so then we look to other people to validate us. And if we're looking to other people to validate us, we're going to use them because we need something from them. And, uh, you know, the, the remedy for being transactional is to realize like, no one can give you what you need. Right. Apart from Jesus. Apart from you Jesus. You know, like he does meet our needs through mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. but, you know, we take the pressure off of people to meet our needs. Like if I, you know, if you as a, the senior, the senior pastor, the lead pastor, because you're not the oldest, so you can't mm-hmm. be the senior, but the, the lead pastor. Just, but if I you're like, hey, if you, you very easily could decide in your heart and this would be wrong. So, but like, hey, I wanna build my platform. So I'm gonna use this church to, you know and I think a lot of leaders do this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I'm gonna use this church and this resources to build my platform. That's because your identity is not settled in Christ. Yeah. Now, if your identity is still in Christ, you're like, hey, we wanna build the kingdom. We wanna, you know, and I think we I see this fruit in your life. So yeah. I, that's why I feel like I can say this as an example because I don't think it's you. But I also I've know got you full. <laughs> But I also know like you're like knowing you well and myself well too, like we both like want to do the best we can. And so that that temptation to be seen as to be seen as a this is what I'm trying to say. The temptation to be seen as a good leader rather than to actually just be a good leader yeah. uh, can lead us to use people. And I don't think you're doing that in, no, for the record, no. but I think this is that's just yeah. how it creeps in. And I think that is the same in any relationship, you know, of Christians. It's like, we want to be seen a certain way. And because we want to be seen a certain way, we want to associate with certain people and
0: get from them what we should be getting from Jesus. Yeah, I, I'll kind of hopefully wrap up I mean, not that we're fully wrapping up, but this kind of the leader part portion, and then kind of move into you know the normal people portion. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think I think so. Listening to the Rise and Fall, Mars Hill, really. I'm I, I I'm not like thank God I'm not like them, you know, beating on my chest. But um, I mixed up the good and the bad guy in that parable. But uh, I I am like thank you Jesus, like that mm-hmm. could be me. I see some of that in me. Um, and I think I think in every in every driven person, you know, there's this yeah. desire to get wherever. And then I think God wrecks your life; he he melts your heart. You care about people, but then as a leader, and I'm not saying this is the impetus, but uh, it, it gives a temptation to become transactional as a leader because people are transactional for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we live in a consumer culture and and not everybody in our church but there are certain people who they're a part of our church on the condition that we don't cost them a lot yeah we make them feel good and we meet needs that they have you know and um and 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 you feel that you know you really feel that and then there's the lie of what comparison creates you know where as a pastor you're looking and you're like oh you know, our our Facebook videos, you know, three people like it, you know, every Sunday, you know, but then this church down the street or this church, you know, in my friend's church, it's like hundreds of people like it. And you're like, why, why is that? You know, and, and there's this temptation to say, oh, well, that has something to do with my worth. And, and mm-hmm. then, and then the people of my church are using me. So all that, and again, I don't think consciously necessarily, but just over time, if we're not evaluating can lead to us beginning to see people okay, you know what, they're using me, I'm going to use them. And I think that's true in everybody's life, in a marriage, in a parent-child relationship, in community as well. And ultimately, when you're doing that, whether it's church
1: leadership or family what you're doing when you're operating like that is eventually you are just slowly but surely squeezing the life out of people yeah and destroying the relationship yeah and too because you're never going to be satisfied so it's just exhausting yeah um you know when you talked about you know we're talking specifically christians being transactional i mean you know it's as a pastor you see this all the time you know with people who are like uh who do go to churches based on what, what needs it meets. And there's, there's times where that's appropriate, where there's a need you as a family or a person, you may, Hey, this church can do this. But I think what I'm saying specifically is like churches, people who are just like, well, this church isn't meeting my need anymore. I'm not going to stick around and be a part of the solution. I'm just going to go somewhere else that meets right. my needs. It's transactional. You're doing for yeah. me. I'm doing for you. Uh, and it's, you know, I, I remember distinctly uh, when I lived in Korea, there was an a international church we were part of, and there was a lady who was a part of the church, and she was just like, she stopped coming, and and she wasn't going to church anywhere at the time. And, and she was, you know, supposedly mature, and she was just like, well, the, the church just isn't meeting my needs anymore. I was like, but you aren't doing anything. Like, you weren't serving or really involved. And, of course, like, one pastor, you know, and the leaders of the church aren't going to meet every need, but what are you doing right. uh, to contribute? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, there really is, there there has to be some kind of reciprocation in all this so that, um, and not that it's transactional in that way, but that it's, you know, like we're pouring out and being poured into. And that's that's the rhythm of
0: all relationships. Yeah. That's not, there's not necessarily transactional in that. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a Christian, you know, God God leaves us in this world. Not to take from it, but to give to it. Yeah, as
1: Christians, yeah. Because,
0: you know, so we we do have this desire to give and receive. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's better to give and receive. True. But we have this desire to receive. And the Bible tells us we're going to receive immensely for all of eternity. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying, hey, look, your reward is coming. And actually, you're experiencing some of it now, but you only see partly right now. (laughs) Like, we'll see in full, 1 Corinthians says, in heaven. So God says, but I leave you on this earth to give. And so yeah. when we're when our kids are involved in some kind of sports club or our kids are involved in some in school, or you know, we're a part of a neighborhood or we're a part of a church or we work somewhere, like, it's not just to take as a Christian. It's to say, God, you have put me here to give. And I think that God is still growing me in that and in my even role as a pastor, which is a servant is to say, God, you have me wherever I am to give. And and I think Christianity even accidentally – no, no – (laughs) intentionally has this pop Christianity, and I pick on, you know, that's kind of like, what's your destiny? Find your destiny, you know, and all that stuff Mm -hmm. mentality. And really, that's like – that's so like, I'm here to receive, not I'm here to give. uh Yeah. Yeah. Your destiny is Jesus, right? So, what are you going to do right now in light right. of your destiny? Because I think even the framing of that question
1: is like your destiny. Like it is like God's plan is ultimately about me, right, and me fulfilling my role. And and so God does want to, you know, He invites us to be a part of His kingdom, and He does give us gifts to to be used, and He does have a plan for us. All those things are true, but ultimately, those things are part of his glory yeah. not him just exalting us and i think even framing the question there that's a, that's part of like a transactional faith lord i did this so why aren't you fulfilling yeah. my destiny and, and usually when people uh say or i'm pursuing my like this is your death they're pursuing what they think their destiny is like yeah. what they want to do right uh you know and that's just you know
0: a little off <laughs> yeah i would say yeah, absolutely. I mean, we 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 tend to want to be the star, you know, and even mm-hmm. if we don't have a personality that wants to be out in front, we're like, this revolves around me, you know, and like, yeah, your destiny is Jesus. The, God, the perfect plan God has for you is Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, your, your life calling is Jesus. Like, there might be some secondary things underneath all that, but like, that's your identity. I was actually just thinking the other day, like, we won't be a husband for eternity. We right. won't be a wife for eternity. We won't be a parent for eternity. We won't be a child for eternity, athlete for eternity, pastor for eternity. And yet, so much of our life is fixated on these temporary callings mm-hmm. and not really saying, How does my life exhibit Christ? Because that's what's eternal. And I think that's true in the church mm-hmm. and in Christianity as well. And we just kind of, we just kind of like, because we all want that a little bit, we just kind of like, have these transactional relationships with each other. And that's why there's not accountability like there should be. Mm -hmm. There isn't true service like there should be. There isn't true commitment like there should be. Um, And we're just selling each other short of who God really has created us to be when we treat each other like that.
1: Right. And ultimately it's – and that, you're, the scorecard in that relationships and all those things you're driving is, what am I getting out of this? And if we are designed to give, uh, then that's not the first question, you know. And what we're saying is, you know, we're designed to give. That doesn't mean that, you know. You can't have boundaries. It doesn't mean you're a doormat, but it also means that you're like Jesus, you know, yeah. who Jesus, you know, Philippians two, who who did not view his being God as something to be held on to, but yeah. you know, he came to earth, he humbled himself, and that's what that's what we're because called to of do.
0: The joy that was set before. Yes, it, right? exactly. It wasn't that he was just like, there's oh, these people, there's these people,
1: and so it's nuanced. You know, there's toxic people, and there's you know, there's times when appropriate boundaries are needed, but. I Think. Yeah. Here, I was thinking. There, there's th- talk about that. Yeah, today, exactly. Yeah. So go and you
0: can listen to those. Yeah. But I yeah, think yeah, <laughs> we talked about that. You know, it's no, nuanced, no, so We not. gotta be. We gotta be politically correct <laughs> and spend right. nine minutes. Yeah, to, yeah, to deconstruct exactly. Yes. So
1: I was thinking. <laughs> here's here's three questions we can ask ourselves, uh, and these are I just kind of. I'm writing them down. Write this. them down. Three questions we can ask ourselves. Uh, to really evaluate whether or not we're being transactional, because the bottom line is, if we're being transactional, we are wanting something for people that we're designed to get from Jesus. So, Ooh, three that's questions, good, buddy: How do you respond when people disappoint you? Okay, so what's our gut reaction? Perfectly, you know, I, all oh, the time. Oh, You're asking me, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second question: So, how do you respond when people disappoint you? Second question is: How do you respond when people sin against you? Perfectly. Oh, good job. Well, Thanks. Sorry you are yeah. so not transactional. And then the third, and you could probably come up with some more questions, the third. How do you respond when people take you for granted? Mm-hmm. And I, so, I like complete love, yeah, perfectly. <laughs> I'm never bitter. <laughs> I'm never bitter, and I never think if I they. Never, only, I
0: never write <laughs> passive aggressive right, blog posts. That's
1: right. Like I, I I never think if they only knew everything that I. You know, yeah. I think those are you know there's there's obviously I more. never Think you suck. That's right. <laughs> those are just some thermostat <laughs> questions. Like, hey, Ooh, how are you? All these good sound bites today.
0: Woo! Thermostat yeah, questions. thermostat. I, I, you know,
1: I've been I've been uh, I, I've been reading some books on uh, apparently, <laughs> man. But just, hey, that's a gauge for your heart. You know, are you being transactional? Like, are you willing to do something if no one sees you and no one gives you credit? Yeah. Like, are you willing to serve
0: people that way? You know? Yeah. You know, and when I think about like, when most people and non Christians say the church is transactional, Christians are transactional, they're thinking about evangelism and they're thinking about money. Yeah. You know, and I do think out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You listen to pastor talk about money. Is he talking about money out of love for the people, like, or is he talking about money out of what we're trying to accomplish and what we need? And I and I do think it could be difficult in a setting where you know there's needs to be met, and you have a big passion and a big vision, but you can't let that get in the way of the ultimate reason that people give. And I do think it, it it's a different conversation when you have believers and non-believers present. And then even evangelism, I think you know, our identity begins to be tied to. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. in, in a pastor's world, like what's applauded is budgets, butts, you know, buildings, <laughs> the bees, and then you know, baptisms. in Baptist mm-hmm. world, you know, yep. non-Baptist world, they don't care that much about that. But like, I think you know, they can begin to be driven by that, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, and and it's so easy to just justify because right. it's godly, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And I think that's true in all areas of life. Like if if we're in our marriage, right? Not our marriage. We're not married. Um, I do love you, but you know, love you, man. God, trust the Lord. Sorry, but um, the reality is, what I want out of my spouse might be godly, but you know, I could easily become more fixated on what I want out of right. them than that what. God wants for them. Because mm-hmm. God wants them, if if there's things that your wife isn't doing, not that Christy Wyatt would disappoint you in any way, right. that God wants her to do, like mm-hmm. she needs to do that for the Lord and not right. just just to please me. Yeah. says. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. I think uh, as we were talking about the church world, I think that is probably a legitimate criticism uh, that Christians can be transactional because I expect when you specifically said about evangelism because I think because of the misuse, because the numbers, and there has been uh, not just, you know, the emphasis on attendance, the emphasis on baptism, salvations there, the error in this is there are people because our identity is not in Christ or settled in Christ or thinking that's what makes me successful. And so it comes across to people as they just want right. another notch on their belt, yeah. and and that has happened. So I, yeah. you know, we want to guard our hearts against that. Uh, but ultimately, I would say if that's an objection, if you happen to be listening to this and that's been an objection of yours with the church, I would say this is that I think almost every Christian that I know who is sharing their faith with people that they love and are invested in it is from a place of sincerity, uh, not just because they want another soul. You know, it's because they love you, mm-hmm. uh, and if they if a Christian believes what they believe, uh, you know, is true. Which they, you know, if they're a Christian, they they do they do believe what they believe is true about Jesus, about his love, about eternity, yeah. about eternal reward with him in heaven, and eternal separation uh, from him in hell. They would be unloving not to share that, right? And so yeah. I think yeah. you know if if you f- have felt that pressure of, and maybe I you know I don't know anyone who's yeah. maybe I can't judge anyone's hearts who's ever shared the gospel with you or you know that you've seen, and mm-hmm. I can't say what their motives were, but I'm
0: saying that because they love you, they're sharing. Yeah, yeah, and you're kind of part of all this is people skills, like yeah you know some people just don't have as good of people skills so they seem transactional some personalities mm-hmm. uh and, and 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 a lot of that just comes with time and maturity um but i'll say some of the people that god used the most to build his kingdom probably struggled in people skills peter i mean dude what dude like he kept like saying stuff and it's like bro like you probably shouldn't have said that, you know, and, yeah. and it's recorded, you know, mm-hmm. yes. that's just what's recorded, you know, so so he probably was like, Mark, don't put that in yeah. there, you know, uh, <laughs> First, uh, <laughs> if you could just, <laughs> yeah. here's what the Lord said, you know, um, so so I, I do think some of its people skills, like in marriage, like just learning, like that's, I do, mm-hmm. I, I'm very much like against an overemphasis of the practical because sometimes we can behave better and not mi- hit the yeah. heart of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's like like the five love languages and the idea of the love bank. Like those are just great practical tools to say how can I show like yeah. intentionally how show How can I this show in person? And yes. But like sometimes people didn't grow up in great God exposed to great godly marriages. They didn't have great go- godly marriage counseling. They're immature and young. Mm-hmm. So they're just not there yet. And so right. like, you know, maybe giving people if we're not there to take when we feel like people are just taking and not showing, maybe giving them a little bit of grace, the same grace we mm. want. Yeah. You know, I say that in almost every wedding I do. It's just like, yeah. you know, be great. Remember God's grace for you to help you to be full of grace for your spouse. Right. Right. Because uh, we tend
1: to want the law for everyone else and the oh. and grace for us. You know, we're like, yeah. and that's not we're terrible gods. Yes. Yeah, we are. That yeah. is that is the quote right there. We are terrible gods. Um so really, you know, the bottom line of this transactional. Uh don't be transactional. Uh, but, <laughs> but really You've it, been hanging out with me for a, a few years. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but really, uh, it's you know, recognize when you are, learn yeah. to recognize when you are, uh, and then it, ha- it just set, get your identity settled in who Jesus yeah. is. Yeah, you know, and then then you are. That is so freeing when you are free to be in relationships, yeah. whether it's uh, a friendship or, or people you're serving, people in your life group, your neighbors. When you realize, like, I don't need this from them. Mm-hmm. It's a bonus if they, you know, mm-hmm. but I've got every, everything I need is met in Jesus, mm-hmm. regardless of how anyone around me uh, treats me, uh, thinks of me, serves me, you know, um, when we, should, you know, yes, it's yeah. settled in
0: Jesus. I was thinking, you know, and I, I have struggled with this and continue to struggle with this, but just being present with people, yeah, you know, and I think for me, like there's always what's next, always what I want for my kids, for our church, for the people in my church, you know, for myself. And I think that I haven't always just kind of just chilled Mm. been present because, and and when you're busy, busy, you know, and a lot of us who are listening to this are in a very busy season of life with our children. And um, it can, you have to even be more intentional about just, yeah hey how Go are on. you mm-hmm. I think you're really good at this you know just you good I mean with me too you know like you're just always like you good you know you all right you know sure yes,
1: so. um, you know I think uh, that b- makes me think of the quote uh, not original with me but uh, that hurry or busyness is the enemy of intimacy you know mm-hmm. and that's what that's we good. need and, and with the Lord you know with, with our that's f- funny why they call right? it
0: getting busy then
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah <laughs> I get, probably because it's not yeah, not intimate I threw you <laughs> off about. oh like, okay I got oh, it I'm, you're just getting I, busy I Really thought. Am I gonna have to edit that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, believe it. We are there. not
0: gonna go into what it means to be transactional, right? In <laughs> right. That but area, but right that right is now. another. That's yeah. a
1: whole nother uh, boggy talk. But you know, really, bottom line is, hey, as Christians, we're called to be like Jesus, and if we are being conformed into His image, we're gonna move away from being transactional with people, and ooh, we are gonna be transformational. Ooh,
0: there you go, Justin. I that. can't.
1: I can't say. Yeah, I said get busy. You said a pa- powerful <laughs> thing, so I'm gonna let you in. All this. right. So uh, hey, just uh, if. Can you need to talk to someone about this. If you're not sure, like if this is you, hey, we would love to just chat and not be like it is you, but say hey, let's let's examine the heart. How are you responding when people disappoint you? How are you responding when people sin against you? Are you taking people for granted? And really, are you serving expecting nothing in return and And and, and okay with that rewards us oh my yes he is he is the reward that is right Uh. so hey thanks for uh checking in and listening to this if you've got questions please uh please contact us send us a message we'd love to talk some more and hey it is about to be christmas time so join us next week as we make fun of christmas Christmas. (laughs) that's right it's gonna be good all right thanks for joining us tune in next time
0: thanks for listening to boggy talk We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.